And welcome in the Sports Takes with Jake, the podcast edition. And yes, I'm very excited for this show tonight. I am here alongside virtually, which we've been doing the whole time. I wish we can do one together, hopefully soon. The second half, the dynamic duo from the Pennsylvania State University, Mr. Christian Smith. How you doing tonight, buddy? Good. Thank you for having me on. Yes, anytime, as we, we love being on here. So we'll get right into it here. Recap of college football. Uh, Penn State destroys Illinois 56-21. to uh, Jahan Dotson really came out in this one. Six catches, 189 yards, two scores. I think two of them were over 70 yards. And he also had a 50-yard punt return. Lamont Wade also added in with a 102-yard kickoff return. And Penn State now finishes with four consecutive wins. Partner, how do we evaluate their season four and five? Well, disappointing at best. Um, you know, it was a nice way to finish out the season. I'm, I'm very upset that they decided not to play in a bowl game. I know I might be in the minority there by saying that, but, you know, I wish they would have played for a trophy. It's always nice to play for that. Um, but overall... You know, just just a disappointing season. You know, I think they could have beaten a handful of teams with that schedule. Their only loss should have been Ohio State. I don't care what anyone says. You know, I know Iowa dominated them and, and Maryland dominated them. But overall, Penn State was a much better team than they showed here in 2020. You know, you could, you could blame COVID, but, you know, you don't see teams like Ohio State at 4-5. and five. You know, so I, I, I'm convinced that I heard a couple people tell me this already, Jacob. I really feel like James Franklin did not have this group ready to play this year. No, it took him a little bit to get ready there. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he had it instilled in our minds that they shouldn't be playing, which is terrible. You know, you know this this Franklin guy literally obsessed over COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. You know, and they they were just not ready to play. I mean, it was obvious and clear as day. You know, the way they came out against Indiana, Indiana dominated them. Yeah, Penn State should have won that game, but they should have dominated them, you know? But, mm-hmm. you know, we fought nonetheless. We fought. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought overall, I mean, I was disappointed by the start, but, you know, going 0-5, obviously. But, you know, a nice rebound there. Could have easily, you know, threw in the towel and just gave up on the season. But it was a nice comeback there, won four straight, and, you know, looking forward to next season, you know, a nice full slate with fans, you know, so, um, yeah, we'll have to see what, I think, you know, I think Clifford really showed some strides there at the end of the season. Um, Dotson's going to be good next year. So, you know, I, I think they have a good combo there with Clifford and Levis. So we'll have to see what happens. So some of the other more meaningful games, uh, the Pac-12 championship on Friday night. Oregon upsets number 13 USC 31-24 as they are now ranked number 25. And they will be playing, uh, I think, who are they playing? Um, Iowa State in the in the bowl game. So that will be an interesting matchup. Um, Ohio State 22, number 4 Ohio State beats number 14 Northwestern 22-10. Uh, Ohio State was down 10-6 at half. Um, when Ohio State only scored two field goals and had a uh, pick in the end zone there in their three red zone trips in the first half. But um, the running back, Sermon Jr., had 29 carries, 331 yards partner, and two scores. 
over 11 yards a carry for the Ohio State running back as they win and they're in the playoff. So they uh, they came back there in the second half. Any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, I think all of us had our eyebrows raised in that in halftime. At halftime, you know, we saw Northwestern would come out with the lead there, and you know, it would have been nice to see them get the win. Um, but it's Ohio State, and they're the better team. Clearly, I don't think Ohio State is going to be able to keep up with some of the big boys in the college football playoff. No. Um, you know, they seem like they're a one and done team every year, and I I don't see it being any different this year. Um, you know, I think Clemson's way too good, and yes. I'll, I'll be surprised if they reach the championship game. Yeah, I think I think Clemson's going to beat them in the semifinal, just like they did last year. Um, in the Big Twelve, the Dr Pepper Big Twelve Championship, uh, number ten Oklahoma beats number six Iowa State twenty seven twenty one. Iowa State kind of you know kicked themselves. They had three picks. That kind of was the uh, turning point in the game. There is Oklahoma did not have any turnovers. Um, number one Alabama beats number seven Florida fifty two forty six in an offensive shootout in the SEC championship game. Um, Devonta Smith the some people are saying he's the Heisman favorite. I don't know about that, but 15 catches, 184 yards, and two scores as Alabama rolls to another SEC championship, and they will be playing Notre Dame at AT&T Stadium in the Rose Bowl as they had to move it from the Rose Bowl site because they were not allowing any fans, so they moved it to Dallas's stadium there in Arlington so they can have some fans. Uh, I don't think it's going to matter anyway. I think Alabama's going to roll over Notre Dame. But in the ACC championship, uh, Clemson destroyed Notre Dame 34-10. Notre Dame was kind of pretty much non-existent. I don't don't even know if they showed up. Uh, Clemson just run them out of the building. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is kind of the key in that one, don't you think, partner? He came back there, and we kind of saw who was the better team. Yeah. Absolutely, and we, we learned that Clemson's a whole different team with Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. And uh, Notre Dame, I, I hope we get a chance to talk about the committee because I, I don't know if they're a number four playoff-worthy team partner. It's debatable. Yeah, well, I guess we'll talk a little bit about that here. I forget these last couple games. Uh, Cincinnati wins the American Athletic Conference Championship 27-24. They're number nine over number 23, Tulsa. Uh, they kicked the game-winning field goal there, and... Uh, undefeated season for Cincinnati. They'll be playing Georgia in the New Year's Six. The it's highest group of five. Yes, and the Cotton Bowl game. That actually is an 8 p.m. start there compared to a noon start last year when Penn State was playing. In the Mountain West, number 24, San Jose State knocks off Boise State 34-20. The San Jose State quarterback, 453 yards and three scores. And... In just normal SEC action, number five A and M thirty four Tennessee thirteen, and you know I was really surprised by that Boise State game. I, I, I really know. thought Boise State would have came out on top. Yeah, me too. And uh, the San Jose State Spartans have a undefeated season, so shout out to them. Um, but yeah, so I guess quick thoughts on the committee there: Alabama one, Clemson two, Ohio State three, Notre Dame four. A&M 5 and Oklahoma, number 6, after being 1-2 and two start, and they're somehow number 6 in the rankings. Yeah, um, 
clearly came down to Notre Dame and Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tough, man. You know, Notre Dame got clubbed against Clemson, but, I mean, I think they just had the better resume overall. They did, yeah. And their resume is a win over Clemson without Trevor Lawrence and a win at North Carolina, who was number 19 at the time. Yes, number 13 in the final rankings. I look at Texas A&M here, and they don't have – they have a win over Florida. That's not, that's a very nice win. Yes, early in the uh, year. And they have a win at Auburn, and I think Auburn's pretty tough. You know, it was it was a, kind of a toss-up. Um, I guess by virtue of Notre Dame beating Clemson earlier in the year, they, you had to put them in there. Yeah. You know, I just don't think they're going to give Alabama a game. But I don't think Texas A&M would either. I mean, this is just a strange year where, you know, there's just the number four team. There's just no team that I think really belongs in number four, in my opinion. As crazy as that might sound, partner. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I think the no, biggest thing with Notre Dame getting ahead of A&M is that the committee stressed that that number, that win against or on the road against number 13, North Carolina, kind of put them over the edge with AM. And you got to remember, AM got blown out by 28 to Alabama. Now, I understand Alabama's very good, but, you know, that was kind of a non competitive game for them. So, you know, you kind of compare that with Notre Dame losing to Clemson. You're like, well, they both got blown out as their only loss. And then, you know, you look at Notre Dame had those two pretty quality wins. And, um, you know, AM really didn't have another impressive win except for Florida. So, not to go off topic here, partner, but we have some breaking news. Let's hear it. Auburn has a new head coach. Who is it? Brian Harson from Boise State. Wow. He's taken over for Gus Malzahn in Auburn. That is an interesting Can you imagine going from Boise to Auburn? That is a very interesting hire there. Yes, and I'm, I'm very glad that Gus has finally gone from there. I think this is... Yeah. Long, long overdue. Yeah, but he, what is what is Illinois doing? That's my question. Yeah, they fired Lovey Smith there, and they hired uh, Brett Bielsma from the former Arkansas coach. Actually, the well now former Giants was it linebackers coach or something? Something like that. I I don't even know. Yeah, that was a very uh, head scratching move. I thought Lovey Smith was really building. I know his record wasn't great, but I mean he has nothing out there, and I thought he was really building a. A good program. I thought they were going to be dangerous next year with him, but uh, I guess they had other thoughts. I guess that's why they're a losing program, right? You know, you fire the people that are supposed to be in there. So I don't. I yes, don't... and we have we have an Idaho Potato Bowl champion. Congratulations to Nevada. Yes, as I got that pick wrong, as I lost one point. Yes, as I got the pick right, partner. Well, I think I'm still ahead of you then. Let I me mean, see here, partner. Let uh, me see. I only wagered one point on that one. And you know, Jacob, we might as well share our bowl media picks while we're at it. Okay, well, I don't have them up, so I guess if you have them up, you can do that. But I think I think our I think our beloved fans want to know who we picked here. Okay, well, I could try to pull it up here, but as I gained four points on Nevada. Okay, so I'm still winning by was twenty one seven partner. Yes, well, it'd be twenty to seven because I lost a point there. Or, yes. Or do you not get, do you lose points? Yeah, I think you lose points if you. Let me see here. Um. Yes, twenty to seven to five to two. As Arts has a 
nice lead here early on in Bowl Mania. Now, folks, he is the defending champion of two years ago, the last time we did it. Yeah, so looking at some of these picks, I got BYU over UCF. Oh, wait, no, hold on. This isn't my, this is my other one, sorry. Got to look at my other one here. Let me take a look here. Oh, of course, this just stops working. Okay. Um, no. I'll just go off of this one. This is my other one. Um, I picked BYU over UCF. I got in the Boca Raton Bowl. That's tonight. I have Louisiana Tech in an upset over Georgia Southern in the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. I have Memphis over Florida Atlantic in the Montgomery Bowl. I have Houston over Hawaii in the New Mexico Bowl. Buffalo over Marshall in the Camellia Bowl. Camilla Bowl. Camilla Bowl. Yeah, I knew I was saying that wrong. Louisiana over UT San Antonio in the Surf Pro First Responders Bowl. Uh, I have Western Kentucky over Georgia State in an upset in the Lending Tree Bowl. I'm just going to go out until next week because then we'll have our picks next week. Um, F. BC Mortgage Cure Bowl. I have Coastal Carolina defeating Liberty. That's going to be a really good game. Liberty 9-1, Coastal Carolina 11-0. I have Oklahoma State in an upset over Miami in the Cheez-It Bowl. Uh, Texas over Colorado in the Valero Alamo Bowl. That's who I got. Alright, so which ones do you want me to say here? Just up till the 29th. Cause then we'll have we'll do next week. We'll have the other picks. Okay, so I got App State right, and I got three points there. Nevada got right, gained four. I had Georgia Southern beat LA Tech. Memphis over FAU. Houston over Hawaii. Marshall over Buffalo. BYU over UCF. Coastal Carolina over Liberty, and I'm putting 10 points on, on the Coastal Carolina partner. I'm putting 11, I believe. Um, Louisiana Lafayette, I put 11 points in that game to beat if they beat UTSA. Um, Texas over Colorado, I wager 12 there. Florida over Oklahoma. I, 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 I'm I picking Florida. I, I'm kind of going back and forth here. Yeah, I, I picked Florida I because Florida they, they nearly took down Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much further you want me to go here, partner. Just a couple more. We're going to get in the NFL here. I have Mississippi State beating Tulsa. Wisconsin over Wake Forest. San Jose State over Ball State, who, by the way, won their conference championship. Congratulations to Ball State, a team that's been in the basement for years. Mm. Mm, i got to move this here. I have Army over West Virginia. And I guess that's all I'll say for now. Okay. Yeah, we have some different picks there, so we'll have to see what happens. Yes, as I get Nevada correct, partner. Yes, as I, I thought Tulane was going to win there, but it didn't happen. No. But I only wagered one point on it, so it doesn't really hurt me at all. That is a huge honor, the famous Idaho Potato Bowl champion. Yes. Josh Allen of Wyoming won that a couple of years back. Yes. So, you never know. It can produce a, a good quarterback in the NFL. 
But we'll get to it. Now we'll get to our NFL recap from week number 15. And what a week it was. A ton of upsets and, you know, a lot of good games here this weekend. Um, so start off with Thursday night football. As Christian got this pick right, I did not. I picked Las Vegas. But the Los Angeles Chargers use a Justin Herbert game-winning QB sneak nine minutes in the overtime to stun the Las Vegas Raiders 30-27. to on Saturday, NFL Saturday, Buffalo absolutely destroyed Denver 48-19 to win the AFC East for the first time since 1995. Green Bay holds off Carolina 24-16 on Saturday night. And then Sunday slate, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come back from 17 down to defeat my Atlanta Falcons in my upset pick 31-27 as they choke again. The Dallas offense exploded as they defeated San Francisco 41-37, or 33, pardon. Ryan Tannehill, five touchdowns, lifted Tennessee to a dominating 46-25 win over Detroit. Indianapolis held off a late Houston comeback to win 27-20. Miami outscored New England 22-6 in the second half to keep New England out of the playoffs for the first time since 2008. Miami wins 22-12. Chicago outlasts division rival Minnesota, who I've been, I've been very high in Minnesota this year. They've been letting me down, 33-27. Seattle grinded out a 20-15 win in Washington to clinch a playoff berth. Their ninth in 11 seasons partner for Seattle. Nine times in 11 years they made the playoffs. Baltimore rolls over Jacksonville, 40-14. Kansas City pulls out another win despite sloppy play. They win 32-29 in New Orleans. Kyler Murray gets the best of Jalen Hurts in a quarterback duel in the desert as Arizona outlasts my Eagles 33-26. A very good game. The New York J-E-T-S Jets, yes, win a game as they stun Christian's dad's Los Angeles Rams in Inglewood 23-20 as they most likely lose out in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Cleveland stifles the New York football giants as they go for it twice on fourth down the red zone. And the Cleveland prevails 20 to six on Sunday night football. And the upset, I think of the weekend, Cincinnati stuns Pittsburgh 27, 17 on Monday night football to hand Pittsburgh their third straight loss. Any uh, big takeaways from week 15, the NFL Christian for you? Well, um, it appears the Raiders' season is over. Yeah, seven um, and seven I, now. Yeah, they're all, they're done. I I didn't think they'd be too good, anyways. Even when they were six and three, seven and three, I figured, yeah, they're gonna fall apart. And sure enough, they did. Um, Buffalo, what a story there! Somebody told me, I don't know if it was my dad or somebody else, that was over the other night here. They said that they believe Buffalo's gonna win the AFC. Hmm. I don't know if they, I don't know interesting if they, take there. Yeah, I don't know if they get past Kansas City. That's I don't know. I, partner, you know what? There's just something about the Cleveland Browns. Yes, as Christian called him a few weeks back, his sexy pick in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, you know that, that they are just such a smooth offense, yes. and they got a hell of a defense. Oh yes. I mean, Baker Mayfield is a is a great leader. I think on that team, he you know he has some weapons in Landry and and Beckham. 
and Kareem Hunt, who I who I despise with a passion. Yes, as he punched his girlfriend out in a Cleveland hotel. Yes, Somehow I mean I don't know NFL. why they even let these guys ever play a snap in the NFL again, but it's whatever. Disgusting. Um, you know, so I, I there's just something about these Browns that I I think is uh is is worth keeping an eye on here. Um, some of these other games here, yeah. So Buffalo's very good. Um, I, I I think they're I think they're done in the first or second round. I, I don't think they're as good as people think they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, they always find a way to choke and. Trust me, I'd, they'll be one of the teams I'll be rooting for, along with Cleveland and you know teams that never won a Super Bowl. Because you know you obviously want to see an underdog win it all, um, and a team that never prevailed before. So I'd like to see that Tampa Bay. You know, this team is just not that good, folks. No, you know no. they should have clubbed Atlanta. You know, like the Saints did. I can't figure out why Tampa Bay is just not that good of a team. I mean. They're only in a wild card spot here, and you know, I, I just feel like they should have just rolled over Atlanta. They got very lucky there, Did. and uh, the loss kind of benefits Atlanta more than if they would have won. I mean, you know, they're going to get a better draft pick now. You know, four and ten or five and nine. You know, so mm-hmm. they're in a pretty good spot there. The Cowboys, man, look good, and I think right now, you know, they're one of those teams that are thinking, "Wow, you know, there's the NFC East. We can still take it." Coming yeah. into this season, I thought for sure they would have been the champion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they had Dak Prescott, they win this division easily. Yeah, I mean, considering everybody else has their quarterbacks healthy, well, except the Giants. But I mean, Daniel Jones, how good is he? I mean, really. Um, but you know, it would be something if Dallas ends up winning it. But you know, the rest of the way here in this NFC, and I think it's still a very interesting race that could really go to anyone, including your Eagles partner who are yes. now in the basement. Yeah, we're still in it, though. You never know. Jalen Hurts has played very well these last two weeks. I don't think the Giants are going to win in Baltimore. No. I have a funny feeling Carolina is going to outlast the Washington football team. Mm. So keep an eye out for that. That could be my upset pick later on, folks. Philly at Dallas. I like Dallas in that game, you know. And then all of a sudden it comes down to one of two games. I mean, well, both of the NFC East matchups in Week 17, the Giants and the Cowboys, and then the Washington football team and the, and the Eagles. You know, so that's going to be interesting there. Uh, also here, you know, and the 49ers, their season's just about over. The Tennessee Titans, they're also looking very good. That AFC partner, they are just... It's loaded. Packed. It's loaded with good teams. Yeah, I, I was looking at that playoff picture. You got Kate, Kansas City out on top at 13-1. You got... Buffalo with the two seed at eleven and three. The Steelers losing three straight. They're now in the third seed at eleven and three. And partner, that AFC North at, that we thought was pretty much locked up for the Steelers a couple weeks ago. If the Steelers lose and they're playing Indianapolis, who's a very good football team next week. If Indianapolis beats them, and then that sets up Cleveland and Pittsburgh for the AFC North in week seventeen. Yeah. So, that's very so, interesting. Um, yeah, Baltimore. I think I think they're going to end up making the playoffs. I yeah, think they I have think a very Baltimore manageable schedule. In. Yeah, they have they have a very favorable schedule the last couple of weeks here. Let me see here. After they play the Giants, they got um, Cincinnati. I thought so. So they're going to go eleven and five. And uh, you know, all they would need was is Miami to lose another game, and they and they're at Buffalo week seventeen. I don't see them winning that one, considering Buffalo's playing for the number two seed and will continue to play their starters. 
And Miami's at Las Vegas, and that could be an interesting interesting matchup as well in Week 16. Yes. So I think Baltimore easily gets in, and I think they're going to be very dangerous in the playoffs. Um, Arizona, they're, they're still a team that I think is good, and I think they got some weapons there, and they're young, and I think they're going to be good for a very long time. A solid, impressive win over Philadelphia on Sunday. A football game I thoroughly enjoyed watching. Jalen Hurts, man, this is his team moving yes. forward until further notice, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, Carson Wentz, uh, like I was saying on Facebook, I think, he came and he went. Um, so he will <laughs> he'll be gone. He'll be gone. And, and you know, yeah, there, I think he'll be looking for another job partner. There's reports out there that he, like, <laughs> I thought this was so funny. You know, Adam Schefter reported that Carson Wentz doesn't want to be a backup next year. No, duh. No one wants to be a backup in the NFL. Come on. Like, really? Like, sometimes I wonder why they even report things like that. Like, it just, it's beyond me. And then, like, you know, he played terrible. And, you know, like, you know, I was kind of, I wasn't sure. Was it Wentz or was it the line or was it, you know, the receivers or was it Doug Peterson? Jalen Hurts on Sunday threw for 338 yards, four TDs total, and he had 63 rushing yards. So it's not the team. It obviously was the quarterback who was the problem. Yeah, and just think they beat, they beat New Orleans with them, one of the best teams in the league. And they should have, could have, would have beat Arizona. I mean, if it wasn't for their terrible our defense, terrible secondary who, I mean, you got to – Give them a little bit of credit, they, or not credit, but like a little bit of slack because, like, our whole secondary is hurt right now. So, I mean, going up against a guy like DeAndre Hopkins really didn't have any chance. Um, and he made some pretty big plays to win that game for them. Yes. So, you know, well, I, I was very impressed with that game. I know they lost, but I mean, Jalen Hurts looked in command of that team, and there's no way they bring Carson Wentz back. There's no chance. I, I think Jalen Hurts, Hurts is your starter for. A while. A while. Because yes, you think about it, Christian. This league, this NFL, is moving towards that mobile dual-threat quarterback. I mean, you look at a lot of these well, good teams. No, no kidding. It's been that way since Russell Wilson was drafted. Yeah, I mean, ever since him, it's been, you know, look at all these good young quarterbacks. They're all dual-threat guys. And it's not – they don't just run the ball. They can throw the ball, too. I mean, Jalen Hurts, you know, he's been throwing the ball very well. Kyler Murray can throw the ball very well. Russell Wilson – Tua, Tagovailoa, you know, Josh Allen. You know, I can go on and on with all these guys. You know, they're all dual threat guys. So the age of the Tom Brady's and the Drew Breeses and the Phillip Rivers of the world and Matt Ryan's of the world, they're all going to be extinct in a couple of years because you got to have that dual threat guy in your offense. That can, Absolutely. So that, that's where and, – and you look at college – that's what every college, every good college team has a mobile quarterback. I mean, it's very rare in college you see just a drop back pocket passer QB. Very rare anymore. Yes. So. Well, you know, I also think the Colts are a very good football team yes, as well. Yes, with Frank and, uh, Reich. Yeah, we love Frank Reich. Yes. He's that's a very good be, coach. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting match coming up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um. Minnesota, they're just a mess. Seattle, Washington. I thought Washington would lose by more, yeah. you know, without Alex Smith. And yeah, Seattle just hasn't been playing that great lately. It's, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how far exactly they can make it in the playoffs. 
Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot of better teams. A lot. There's a few teams that are much better than them, I think, in the NFC. Um, yeah. So we I mean, can see there. Washington, boy, oh, boy, you know, they're just hanging on to that lead in the NFC. But, you know, it's going to be tough to see who ends up getting that. It's going to be close. Um, the Jets getting their first win, good for them. You know, I don't care who you are as a fan. You never root for your team to go 0-16. No, never. It's something that fans will never forget, you know, and it'll be a laughing stock for years because we still laugh about the Browns. And the Lions. And the Lions. So 0-16 is not something you want. But you know what, partner? I'm really liking the fit of Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. Yeah, they got some good pieces down there. They just got to get a quarterback. They do, especially on the defensive side of the ball. He could be the guy that turns around his franchise. But they've got to go find themselves a young, offensive-minded head coach. Yes, those young, offensive minds. Yes, they are taking over the league, partner. Unfortunately, guys like Doug Peterson and, you know, Pete Carroll, they're kind of getting kicked to the side of the curb here. Well, Doug Peterson's only 50-some years old. He's not that old. Well, they like the young young 30-year-olds. Yes, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you have like a 29, 30-year-old head coach pretty soon. As Sean McVay was 30 when he got hired in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. But he's doing very well out there, so. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Browns look very well. So, again, keep an eye on them. My Giants, mm, they're not going to beat Baltimore. And, you know, they could certainly beat the Cowboys in Week 16. But, you know, this they're just not as good, I don't think. You know, I think there's a little bit of too much unnecessary hype for them. You look at yeah. some of their wins, you know, when they went on the winning streak, it was Washington, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, and then the Seahawks. The Seahawks is really their only good win this year. Mm-hmm. They have a very good defense, but the offense has suddenly gone extinct. Um, and yeah. I, I don't know why Joe Judge doesn't take those points. Yeah, that was that was dumb. I, I know we were texting during that game, and I'm like, why? Like, like, why? You know, the first one he was throwing it with the the punter, right? Or, and then yes. the second one he just went for it through the inside zone play up the middle. It's like, you know, you take those points, right? You're, it's twenty, it's thirteen nine, very still very much into the game, and you get that other field goal. It's twenty to twelve. You're down one possession in the fourth quarter. Like that's pretty manageable. So. Yeah, you know, you don't you you go for it twice, you fail both times, then you're down. You what was it, thirteen three, and then it was twenty to six. You know, so yeah, he was well, out of I mean, it. Still, it's still the NFC is still very much in play for the Giants. I mean, yes. they could lose in Baltimore, and Washington could even win their game, and then oh no, excuse me, no, yeah, Washington could win this week, and then they can lose in Week Seventeen. So you know. Wouldn't be the end of the world there. Oh, no, wait, I'm sorry. The no, Giants yeah, they can't. You'd you have to have Washington lose. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, they, they, they would need Washington to go 0-2. But, you know, you, you play your hearts up the next two weeks and you see what happens. I mean, the Giants traditionally don't play very well in Baltimore. I don't think they've been in Baltimore one time since the turn of the century. Mm. And uh, we, we all remember the Super Bowl from 2000. Mm. In which they got clubbed thirty four seven, and the last time they played it, they got beat up pretty bad. And the time before that, in twenty twelve, they got clubbed in Baltimore. So they don't traditionally play well against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. I was very happy actually back. You know, this is going back to Super Bowl forty six when the Patriots um, defeated the 
Baltimore Ravens because I said if we would have had to play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, we would have lost. Mm. So, you know, I, that that was something that I remember there. But, um, yeah, you know, this playoff picture is really close, especially in the, in the AFC. I think all eyes are on the AFC. I think the Chiefs, the Chiefs pretty much have the number one seed locked up. And then you have the Bills and the Steelers, as you were saying. Yes. You know, I think I think the Bills could easily win out there. And then you have the Titans and Colts battling out. Both 10-4 and four teams are battling out for the uh, AFC South spot. That'll be probably the four seed most. Maybe maybe the third or second seed. You never know. You never know what's going to happen with Yeah, and then and you see, and look Pittsburgh. at this. At some of these potential matchups here, if the season were to end today, it'd be Buffalo versus Miami. I still think Baltimore gets that spot, okay? Okay. So Buffalo-Baltimore, even if it's in Buffalo, a very interesting matchup there, partner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think Miami's going to be the, the last seed to get in because they have a couple pretty tough games here to end the season. I think they're playing Patriots and – or no, they yeah, they have Vegas this week and then they have the Patriots next week. So I know the Patriots are out of it, but they're still a very tough team to beat um or no i don't know who they're playing week 17 but they got somebody week 17 that's tough i don't remember who it is but um but yeah i mean i think they get miami gets that last and seventh spot i think uh you know the i mean baltimore is a very easy schedule so they could easily get that fifth spot but you know i wouldn't be surprised if indianapolis or tennessee gets that fifth spot because they're both going to be i think one-upping each other every week it seems so I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna have to get the twelve wins to win that division, that AFC South. And you know, I don't. I would not want to play Tennessee right now. They have. They could be my sleeper pick in the AFC because no one want. You do not want to have to tackle Derrick Henry because he will stiff arm you into the ground, and you will get on all the national news and t- sports shows. And you know, Ryan Tannehill. This guy has. He's been on my fantasy team, so I know. He has been playing extremely well all year. He doesn't turn the ball over. He can he can let it rip deep. He can also hit the underneath route. He's been playing extremely well this year. So watch out for Tennessee because, I mean, they got – and their defense is solid too. So I would watch out for them. I mean, I think Kansas City still wins the AFC, but, yeah, they have a lot of tough competition. I mean – Buffalo, what's up? It could be Tennessee versus Cleveland. That would be a really and you remember Tennessee was up thirty-eight to seven and a half and almost lost to Cleveland. So that could be a interesting. I think Pittsburgh's the weakest link in the in the in the AFC because they just look terrible. I don't know what happened. I think they're trying to rely too much on Ben Roethlisberger. They're just throwing the ball every down and. It's showing. I mean, the defense are just cheating up on all their short routes, and that's what you get when you don't run the ball. So they're going to be the weakest link, I think, in the AFC. Even though they won 11 straight games to start the season, they just look they look really bad. I don't know what you think about that, but... Yeah. They look really bad. Anyway, let's get to our predictions here for week number 16. Very big week in the NFL for playoff implications. A lot of good games, too. On Christmas Day, 4.30 Eastern, we got Minnesota traveling to New Orleans. New Orleans will win this game 31-17. Yeah, I agree. I've been high on Minnesota all year, but they've really kind of choked the last two, losing to Tampa Bay and Chicago. 
to pretty much take themselves out of the playoff mix. So, yeah, I'm going with New Orleans as well. New Orleans needs this game to stay in the, the hunt for that number one seed in the coveted bye and the home field advantage. So uh, I'm going with New Orleans 31-20. On Saturday, we have a triple header. We have Tampa Bay traveling to Detroit. Tampa Bay wins this game 28-17. Yeah, I agree. I, I actually, I mean, Detroit is kind of a sleeper pick, but I'm going to go Tampa Bay here. I've been picking against them the last couple weeks, and they burned me. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm going to say 24-17. San Francisco at Arizona. Oh, Arizona should win this game handily. Um, 28-10. Mm, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Arizona is going to win this. I think they're going to have this handily here. Uh, San Francisco's kind of been beat up. I think actually Nick Mullen just got hurt. So they're playing uh, C.J. Beathard, the quarterback. I remember him from Iowa a couple years back. So um, I think Arizona wins, uh, we'll say 28-13. to 13. Miami travels to Vegas in the nightcap. Yeah, Vegas is falling apart. Yes, uh, I. They haven't been playing very well up late, um, and, and I think Miami gets the win here—a crucial win for a playoff pick path. Seventeen fourteen. I think a low-scoring affair. Yeah, we love those low-scoring affairs. I think uh, Miami wins as well. I think Vegas, like you said, is kind of struggling, and I think Derek carves out for the rest of the year. So, um, I'm going to go Miami twenty to sixteen over Vegas. Then the Sunday slate. Atlanta travels to Arrowhead in Kansas City. Yeah, Chiefs win this game handily. 34-17. They win by three scores. I think this will be closer than the experts think because Kansas City has been very sloppy these last few weeks. But I'm going to say Kansas City wins and proves a 14-1. and one. Uh, They win 35... I, I, yeah, 35-24. to 24. Cleveland travels to MetLife Stadium to take on the New York Jets. Yeah, Browns win this one 31-7. Yeah, I agree. I think Cleveland has a big week against the Jets here. Um, I think Cleveland wins 28-13. Actually, yeah, 28-10. We'll check that, 28-10. Indianapolis travels to Pittsburgh in a very interesting matchup. Pittsburgh doesn't give me, hasn't given me any reason in the world to pick them in this game. Indianapolis goes into Pittsburgh, gets to win. Um, let's go with 23-20 partner and a close one. Yeah, you were pretty much read my mind. I think, I think, like you said, Pittsburgh hasn't shown me anything. They've lost three straight pretty pitiful performances. Um, offense is struggling. Indianapolis comes in here. Frank Reich and Phillip Rivers get the win here on the road. Uh, 24-20. I, I'm riding the Colts here to win on the road. Chicago travels to Jacksonville. I'm going to take the Bears in this one. Um, the Bears, not really a whole lot to play for. Jacksonville, well, they're just, they just need to lose to get Trevor Lawrence here at this point. Yes. Um, 20-13, Chicago. Yeah, I agree. Chicago has been playing well. I think they've won three straight games after that debacle at Lambeau Field a couple weeks back. They got blown out by the Packers. Um, I take Chicago. Give me Chicago in this one. Uh, I'll say 21-10. to 10. The New York football Giants travel to Baltimore. 
Um. Hmm. Yeah. I I I'm obviously gonna pick the Ravens as I said already a few times already. I'm just trying to think of uh, you know, how bad I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna predict the Giants are gonna lose this game. Um, twenty-eight fourteen, they lose by two scores. Yeah, I agree. I think Baltimore, you know, they need all the wins they can get here. New York football Giants are kind of struggling right now down the stretch. Um, give me Baltimore, thirty-one to seventeen. Cincinnati off that big win on Monday night travels to Houston. I think the Texans get a win here at home. Um, 24-16. I agree. I think Houston gets back on the, the winning winning boat here. I pick the Texans, uh, we'll say 23-15 to 15 over the Bengals. The Broncos travel to, the Denver Broncos travel to Los Angeles to play the Los Angeles Chargers. Give me the Chargers in this one, 24-14. I agree. I think the Chargers are going to win this back-to-back weeks. Give me the Chargers, 24-21 over Denver. Carolina travels to Washington. Yeah, big game for NFC's playoff implications. The Panthers have a one in a few weeks, but I think they are slightly better than their record says they are. Um and I think they get a big win against the Washington football team here to keep these other teams in it in the NFC East. Give me Carolina on the road, 21-20, and a good one. Mm, this is a tough one because I think if Alex Smith plays, I'm not sure. Do you know if he's playing or not? Because if he's not playing, I'm taking Carolina. But do you know if he's playing or not? You Alex know, Smith? he did well, according to Yahoo Sports, you know, Yahoo Sports not always the most reliable, but it says Alex Smith has a, quote, real chance to return for Washington in Week 16. Hmm. Well, if Alex Smith plays, give me Washington 20-17. to 17. If he doesn't play, Carolina definitely wins with Dwayne Haskins back there throwing picks all over the place. Uh, if Dwayne Haskins plays, give me Carolina... 27 to 14. So it just depends on who plays quarterback early for Washington. Philadelphia travels to Dallas. Hmm. Yeah, I like Dallas at home. Dallas obviously coming off two straight wins, two huge wins. Um, and sets up that will set up a showdown in week 17 against the New York football giants with, I believe Philadelphia in good position to beat Washington as well. Um, Give me Dallas in this one, 28-24. I disagree with you on this one. I think Philadelphia comes into Dallas, picks up a big win. Um, I'm really riding Jalen Hurts right now. He's been playing very well. I think he continues that against a pretty bad Dallas defense, especially against the run. Their defense is horrible. I think maybe an NFL record worst on against the, the run. So, I think Jalen Hurts can really exploit that in the zone read game with Miles Sanders. So, uh, give me Philadelphia. Uh, I'm gonna say twenty. I'm gonna say thirty to twenty-three. They pick up the win over Dallas. Los Angeles travels to Seattle in a huge game for playoff implications and for the division, actually. Well, the Rams just can't help but be embarrassed about their loss the New York Jets. Yes, you heard that correctly, folks, folks. The New York Jets. Give me Seattle at home. 20-17. to 17. 
Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very close game. But yes, give me Seattle as well. I'm going to say 21-17 over the Rams of Los Angeles. Sunday Night Football, a really good matchup. The 10-4 Tennessee Titans travel to Green Bay. I think Green Bay is 11-3 on the season. I'm pretty sure Tennessee hasn't lost in a long time. And I'm going to say that they win again and they keep the train rolling. And they upset Green Bay and Lambeau Field. The frozen tundra. And Tennessee gets to win here 27-24. Yes, yeah, Christian there stealing my frozen tundra Lambeau Field. Yeah, but I agree. I think the Titans are going to win. Um, Derrick Henry's going to run the ball well. Tannehill's going to throw the ball well. I know Aaron Rodgers is very tough to beat at home, but I think this is maybe the only time he gets beat at home. I don't know. I don't know if he's, I don't think he's going to get beat in the playoffs if they get the one seed at home. But I think Tennessee wins this one because Tennessee needs this one. Because I, I think Indianapolis is going to win as well. So give me Tennessee. I'm going to say 30 to 27 over Green Bay and the Packers. And then Monday night. We have Buffalo traveling to New England on Monday Night Football. Give me Buffalo 24-10. Mm. I, some reason, want to pick New England, but I think Buffalo wins just because Cam Newton is just playing that bad. Um, so give me Buffalo. I think they're going to turn over Cam Newton a couple times. Give me Buffalo to get the win at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Uh, I'll say 24-17 they beat New England and give them nine losses going into week number 17. So, any other thoughts, Christian, on week number 16 before we wrap it up here? No, I mean, I I, I think there's a lot of games here that we kind of know what the results are going to be based off of, you know, how things have been going here. Um, I really hope by some miracle my New York football Giants can keep their season alive um, and win in Baltimore because if they lose and Washington gets to win, the Giants are eliminated. So they've really got to find a way to get a win, you know, because although I picked Carolina to win, if Alex Smith does play, you know, that gives a really good chance to win. And the New York football Giants have got to find a way to slow down Lamar Jackson. And, and I'm not saying it's impossible. It's going to be very challenging to do, um, and I hope they can do it. Um, also, you know, I'm very excited for, you know, not only the two NFCs, the three NFCs matchups, rather, but I'm also excited for Indianapolis and, and Pittsburgh. Um, Seattle, Los Angeles is going to be going Tennessee, Green Bay. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to get to learn a lot more about some of these teams, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, see how – Get, get a little bit more of a better idea on how especially the AFC's playoff picture is going to look like heading into the final week 17. So, you know, I'm excited. It should be another good week or yes. a good weekend, I should say, of football. And, uh, you know, we even have a game on Christmas Day along with the NBA slate. Yeah, see, I want to get that quickly. The NBA starts tonight. Your Lakers are defending, starting their title defense. And they are the... Uh, by many experts, the clear-cut favorite to win again back-to-back championships. Um, my Sixers start tomorrow. They play the Wizards, Russell Westbrook and the Wizards. Um, what do we see here, partner? I guess we'll start with your Lakers just quickly, and then maybe we'll talk a little bit about my Sixers here before we wrap up. 
Yeah, on paper, they're a very good team. However, I'm not ruling out the Golden State Warriors mm. with Steph Curry being back percent. Um, the Clippers should be very strong with Ty Lue, who finally got another coaching job. He's in the mix every year. Um, the Brooklyn Nets, I think, will be very strong. They're actually beating the Warriors right now, 38-17, partner. Yeah, wow, that's interesting. And I don't think Kevin Durant's in the lineup here for some reason. Mm. Oh, wait, hold on. Yes, he is. He I has 10, say, yeah. point, 10 first quarter points, partner. Yeah, he's going to be pretty good this year. Four of seven from the field. One, one, one for one from beyond the arc. Two rebounds, one assist. And uh, don't forget, they also have Draymond Jordan. Or DeAndre Jordan, excuse me. DeAndre oh, yes, Jordan. So yes. That's a very, they, have a, they have a big three of their own there. I think the Nets win the um, Eastern Conference this year. Wow. I didn't expect that. Well, who else do you think is going to win it? <laughs> not your Sixers, that's for sure, buddy. No, not my Sixers, but I, I think the Bucks have a good chance to win this year. I really do. They added, some, they added Drew Holiday. You know, I, I think they have some good pieces. Do you really think anybody's going to be Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and DeAndre Jordan on the same team? We're going to have to see how they gel. Like, this is only the first. I got. We'll, we'll wait till later in the year to make those predictions. They will win 60-plus this year, partner. Wow. Well, I can see that. I mean, the East is pretty weak outside of, like, it's, the East is pretty top-heavy. You know, you got Philadelphia, Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Toronto, that's really about it in the East. There's not really a whole lot. Maybe Indiana. Well, Indiana, Miami, you could throw in there too. And you know, Miami made the finals last year, so you know, actually, the East is actually pretty decent this year if you think about it. You know. Yes, yeah, so. I'm hoping to win it all again for championship number eighteen. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest threats to you will be. Obviously the Clippers, but I, I there's something wrong with them. I mean, I know they have Kawhi and Paul George, but they don't really have a whole lot outside of that. Um, you know, Golden State. I mean, they don't have Clay Thompson though. You know, so they really only have Steph Curry. Paul George is overrated. What has he, he ever is. done? He is. Yeah, he's very overrated. Um, you know, you have. Um, I think the Phoenix Suns could be a, a sleeper pick there in the West. Not for the win at all, but like to make some noise in the playoffs because they got Chris Paul now along with uh, Booker, you know, and he's been doing a lot of damage down there in Phoenix. So that could be an interesting team to watch. I think Memphis with John ja, ja Morant. I don't know if they added anybody, but they could be decent. You know, Portland Trailblazers there with Dame Lillard. They're always pretty good. So we'll have to see. As far as my Sixers go. They're not gonna do a whole lot. They, you know, they might get to the second round, but they're not gonna get to the fu- conference finals or anything. That you know, Ben Simmons still can't shoot, and Bead's gonna get hurt at some point during the season. You know, I know they brought in Danny Green and Seth Curry, but you know, I know they have Tobias Harris, but uh, it just doesn't seem like that team. It just doesn't seem like they gel. There's just something missing. There's just something not right. I think it all stems from Simmons and Embiid. Like, one of them's got to go. And I think it's, I mean, honestly, I mean, I would get rid of, I mean, I don't know. It's tough because, like, they both present problems of their own, you know. And, you know, Simmons just can't shoot. That's the problem with him. He, well, he, we'll have to see how it goes under a new head coach. Yeah, I mean, they do have Doc Rivers, who's a very, I think, a lot better coach than Brett Brown. So, Oh, please. You were just complaining about him a couple weeks back. 
Well, I mean, he's a better coach than Brett Brown. I mean, I'm going to give him that, but he chokes in the playoffs, so I don't really expect them, us to get anywhere beyond the second round. That's what, I was, that's what I was complaining about. He's not very good in the playoffs. He only won that one championship in 2008 with the Celtics, and that's it. And he's had some very good teams out there in, in Los Angeles with the Clippers, and he didn't do anything. Terrible. You know, they had yeah. the, they had the you know, what was that, Chris Paul and, you know, DeAndre Jordan. Who was the other guy? Oh, Blake Griffin, right? The big three or whatever. Yes. And they didn't do any, Lob City, they didn't do anything. And they didn't make the conference finals at all. And then they had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, so they didn't do anything. They lost to the Nuggets when they were up 3-1. Are you kidding me? Denver Nuggets. Oh, there's another team in the West who could make some noise. The Denver Nuggets with Jamal Murray and uh, Jokic out there. So I think it's gonna be a pretty good NBA season. I, I'm like, I'm kind of excited to watch this. You know, there's gonna be some very interesting playoff matchups. I think you know coming in the summer or in the spring, I guess, because they have the Olympics in the summer, so they gotta get it done before the Olympics. Yes. So. And then we got the NHL coming up soon, January 13th. We'll get talk a little bit of Flyers here in a couple weeks. Yeah, 50, a 56-game slate. Yes, mostly against division opponents as well, so it should be interesting. We'll be playing the Penguins and Rangers and Capitals and Sabres a lot, so we'll have to see what happens there. They were my... I watched them play in person late December or mid-December last year before this whole pandemic hit, and... I, when I left that night, I'm like, this team's winning the Stanley Cup. I had no doubts about it because they, they look so good. And, you know, that pause really hurt them big time. I mean, and they still almost got to the conference finals. They lost to the Islanders in seven, but um, they have a very dangerous team coming back. You watch out for them this year. Yes. They could maybe host the, hoist the Stanley Cup for the first time since 1976 partner or 1975. One of those years. It's been a long yeah, time. I won't hold my breath there. No. And the Phillies just got their new manager today as well. General manager there. Yes. So we'll see what happens there with we'll him. We'll have to see how he does. As he was a uh, some assistant under Gabe Kapler. And I was telling our, one of our former teachers, Mr. D'Angelo, I'm like, yeah, that's probably not good news when you have a guy who's under Gabe Kapler who's now their general manager. So yeah, man. To see what happens there with Joe Girardi and company coming back for a second season, they got to make the playoffs, right, partner? I mean, yeah, one of these years, you know, you got to make the playoffs. I mean, they're investing all this money in the Nola Wheeler and uh, Bryce Harper. You know, and they're not doing any. They had what was it twenty thirty two last year, right, partner? Yes. All they had to do is win two of their last seven games. They didn't. They didn't do it. Yeah, it's a shame, Travis you know. Team. They had to win one more, I think. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was win one more game. And they failed to do a partner. Yeah, they got swept out by Tampa Bay there in the last series, and that was that. But anyways, we're going to wrap up our podcast here. I'd like to thank Christian Smith for coming on. I know he's a busy man right now with Christmas coming up here in a couple of days and working at snaps every day pretty much. I admire that a lot. <laughs> he works his tail off there yeah, snap so we'll uh, let him go with that uh have a merry christmas everybody uh 
And we'll be back next Tuesday or Monday or one of those days to break down NFL Week 16 and some of the bowl games. And well, maybe not, but we'll give you our our predictions for the New Year's Six and the college football playoff semifinals. So have a great night, everybody. Merry Christmas and God bless.